0: And we're back with another episode of the Daily Stakes Podcast. I'm your host, Massimo Riccio, joined by my co-hosts, Dylan and Nick. Nick's back off the IR after taking a week to recover from uh, pondering too hard with his uh, Christmas NBA
1: picks for you guys. <laughs> and, uh, how does it feel to be back, uh, NBA Oracle? Feels great, man. Uh, got some wall, need a rest and then ready to tackle the second half of the season. A new year, right. new me, same picks. So let's get it. Let's
0: get it. All right, let's jump right back into it. Um, We're starting off with a new segment this week. Um, The rest of the show is pretty much the same. We're going winners and losers, the usual coin flip, NBA segment, uh, dog pound marquee matchups, and then our player props right at the end. Uh, So let's get right into it with the newest starting segment, winners and losers. Um, So last week in the NFL had some pretty wild games going on. Um Joe Burrow and the Bengals, me and Dylan spoke about it. We strapped in for that roller coaster ride. It was quite a ride watching that game. They came out winners straight up and definitely smashed the over in that game. Um, what do you think about Joe Burrow? These guys are for real, I think. Yeah, uh, hey Dylan.
2: Yeah, just when you think they're for real. Be careful. You we gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful. We're at the top of the roller coaster here. People, people are people are getting trouble. in, they're getting that sentiment now as to how you feel. They either crush their opponents or they let you down, and th- there's no in between with the Bengals. But you know, you got to ride the highs as well as the lows. So, right now, we're at a high, and that we're was the season so far with uh, with Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase. That connection is for real, it goes back to LSU. Um, uh, Jamar Chase, good win, offensive uh, rookie of the year, him or Mac Jones. Now, at this point, it's un- under um, you know, under debate, but um, yeah, Beng- Bengals are for real. And I love to see it, so yeah, can't complain. Uh,
0: I'm kind of kind of worried because with the way the playoff picture is kind of rolling out, the Colts are pretty much going against them in the wild card round, and that's not a team I want to face right now, especially with the role they're yeah. on. Um, Patriots, we spoke about it; easily covered a double digit spread. Uh, we yep. spoke about it briefly because we thought, la, 15 points uh, against the Jags, but they did that comfortably. I'm sorry, uh, I just want
1: to cut cut you off and say how shit the Jags are. What are the parents of a football team? embarrassment
0: they're bad well, washington football team now with their renaming i don't know there's a lot of teams that are pretty embarrassing out in the nfl right now well there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff happening in the offseason that's for sure it's gonna change a lot uh, with the coming season uh, once all is said and done and uh, we got ourselves a new super bowl champion uh, we're only a couple we're only a month out from that now at this rate so it's gonna be really uh, really fun to see what's going on um our prop uh, player prop picks. You fell short, Dylan, a little on Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, they comfortably. It's not Dylan's fault. They comfortably manhandled the Vikings and and Sim and well, who did they start? Sim Manion, Sean Manion. The, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings started Sean Manion, so like you knew it was like it was, was an aggressive
2: I... bet to start off with. Over two and a half TDs is uh, is more on the aggressive side, but uh, yo, two TDs right off the uh, gate though. He got two teenies right know. off the gate, and then after it kind of slowed down there, uh, uh, they Packers still won easily, so yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, Happy but it, it,
0: it happens with the game script, right? They got up to a comfortable lead, exactly. they knew the backup wasn't going to do anything with Kirk Cousins out in uh player proto um health and safety protocols with COVID. So, mm-hmm. uh, other winners you got the Arizona Cardinals, the underdog pick last week got the win. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Taylor covering the yards falls short by a touchdown, also. but Man, this kid's been unreal. Um, we we've had that conversation about him, Cooper Cup, MVP talk. Um, let's move into some betting trends, though, uh, Dylan. Uh, I see a couple of really interesting ones. One that really bothers me there with the Colts and the Raiders, but uh, break them down.
2: <laughs> yeah, just uh, some of the biggest underdogs that won straight up uh, last week. The Raiders. Uh, they were plus eight and a half underdogs, uh, plus three twenty on the on the money line. They took care of the Colts twenty-three to twenty. I know, Mass, you don't like hearing that, but uh, that's just. Yeah, uh, it was hard. It
0: was heartbreaking to watch. It really uh, went down. Yeah, it really was.
2: On the other hand, though, you uh, you were spot on for the Cardinals plus six and a half uh, and plus two ten uh, on the money line. We both ca- kind of uh, came to the conclusion that the Cardinals were gonna take it down. Some great trends favoring the Cardinals and they they ended up winning 25 to 22 against the Cowboys so yeah we'd love to see the cowboys fall and um getting getting warmed up
0: move. getting warmed up for their playoff form right now letting down the that's fans it. early get them comfortable but uh but, kyler kyler murray officially still undefeated at the AT&T stadium after this sunday too yeah, yeah.
2: he goes 9 and 0 at this point so that's crazy and now uh, the most important and the craziest game of them all was the Bengals plus three and a half, plus 165 on the, the money line. We hit this spot on as well. Um, we had we had the Bengals. We said this was going to be the most exciting matchup of the week. And it, was, it didn't fail to disappoint. They took care of the Chiefs' last play of the game, winning 34 to 31. The Raiders, the Cardinals, Bengals, three of the largest underdogs to win straight up last week. Some of the largest favorites will to cover, we'll just go over them quickly, the Patriots, the 49ers, Packers that we spoke about, Seahawks, Chargers, Saints, and Bears. So no real surprise there. The biggest one and the biggest spread that was covered, like you mentioned, Mass, was the Patriots uh, winning 50-10 to against the That's Jaguars. Um, another interesting trend here. So if the three most profitable teams, if you were to bet on the money line since the start of the season um, – the titans are the first so i think you would have been up a thousand dollars if you just bet on the titans placing 100 bets the rams were second and the cardinals were third so two nfc west teams uh up there but the titans uh hold reign for the most profitable money line team this season so far
0: yep okay, uh, cool. an afc south rival right there um so, uh, speaking of the Titans, Derrick Henry uh, activated off IR, so it's going to be uh, pretty interesting moving into the playoffs now, especially with looking at the Titans to maybe potentially bet on them. I think the so playoffs this
1: year in the NFL, I think it's going to be absolutely wild.
0: Well, we got only one, one, uh, one bye week on each side, so it's only one team that gets a bye week, and now you have, what, six teams uh, in the wild card. It's it's going to be interesting now, especially with the, the new format, and no one, one finished game. 500. It's yeah, NFL playoffs are wild. Uh, just how they're set
2: up is it's winning
0: your it's winning you're in. You keep dancing if you win. You know what I mean? It's the best uh, style to play though.
1: The best style to play. You don't want to play yeah.
0: that series. You want to play go home or uh, win or go home. That's all it is. Yeah, for sure. You know, like uh, everyone gets kind of fed up of some series, like especially like NHL, NBA. It's like they're long sometimes yeah. when they go seven games. You know, so the
2: thing is, if your team gets eliminated you tend to kind of drop off throughout the playoffs for the most part because it gets long-winded. Um, that's what typically happens, at least for me, for the NHL when I follow it and even the NBA. You know, the Raptors, yeah, for sure. the Habs are kind of out. I, uh, I drop <laughs> off. But with the NFL, if you're following all the way through, um,
0: one it's game, one
2: game, a few weeks, you know, uh, two, three weeks, one day. Uh, but, yeah, a couple of big teams here. The Chiefs are back in it. clearly the favorites to win. Uh, still the rams are huge uh those are the two teams that i have right now Uh, and obviously you know i want the rams to win but uh the bengals at plus 2000 if you want to you know take a take a gamble at the bengals uh that could that could be a, a a fun play i think they're they're not there just yet but um you never know. <laughs> you never no, know. for
0: sure. They they look. I mean, if, if Joe Burrow can keep this up after his last two games and he's getting hot right at the right time, you know. So especially yeah. if it's a win and you're in and you got someone who's hot.
2: Yeah, exactly. You never that offense is that offense is wild. Their defense is above average. It's just their O line. Their O line's a bit of an issue if they figure that out or kind of hold it down. You never know. But the way Joe Bur- Burrow's been balling, you, you never know, man. It's,
0: it's yeah yeah right. it's could get rough, interesting. Rough. We're we're still we're, we're still strapped in on this roller coaster ride for uh, the foreseeable yeah. future right now. So, yeah. Uh, we're right we're right at the top before it just kind of just drops. You know what I mean? We're just yeah, looking exactly. over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> All right. So, uh let's move into it uh the NBA segment. Nick, back in fighting form. Uh let's kick it off. Let's get it going.
1: Yeah. So, before we be, the reason why I'll give you guys the reason why I'm an NBA Oracle and it's simply put I will, going forward, become the king of NBA futures. And the reason I'm saying this is because at the beginning of the first podcast that we released, I, I, I give out three future bets. Miami Heat to win their division, Memphis Grizzlies to win their division, and uh, Chicago Bulls to win their division over the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, in normal circumstances, you straight bet that. I'm a bit of a... I like to live life on the edge a little bit, so I decided to parlay that. And this parlay of the three future bets is looking so juicy now, when I told Dylan I parlayed it, he looked at me. He's like, "Bro, what the fuck is wrong with you?" Uh, <laughs> but, but right now, if you look at the standings, I'm Heat over the Hawks by landslide. The Memphis Grizzlies are absolutely destroying teams, and then Chicago Bulls are first in the Eastern Conference. So this plus maybe three thousand futures bet is now turning out to be positive. So that's how I got the NBA Oracle name. But you can't. It's too
2: early to make that assessment. They say. Uh, the they say. It's too early to make that assessment for a
1: futures bet. I yeah. mean, the the only team that worries me is the Bucks because the Bucks are getting hot while it counts. But uh, no, there's no way the Mavericks and the Hawks are going to surpass the Heat and the Grizzlies. They just they don't have enough talent, and they're and they're both on rough patches. There's absolutely no chance.
0: Okay. Well, speaking of the Heat, they're already down seven points in the first quarter right now. So
1: well, I mean, you have Bam Adebayo that's injured, Jimmy Butler too. Yeah, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, no, they're gonna be all right. But on other news, let's get into it. I mean, we had the Nets versus the Pacers tonight. Kyrie Irving finally returning back from COVID. He's allowed to play away games. So that was interesting for the Nets. But Lance Stevenson decided to steal his thunder. Uh, this guy's on a 10-day hard contract with the Pacers. Put up 20 points in six minutes. And funny enough, the game actually ended in favor of the, of the Brooklyn Nets. They were down by like 20 throughout the game. They ended up winning by 10, I believe. Um, so pretty, pretty big-ass swing there. Um, and then the big news that I think everybody in the NBA world is waiting for. You got boy Clay Thompson returning to the Golden State Warriors on January 9th versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's so big that the NBA, I think NBA TV, cut out a game between the Timberwolves and another team just to highlight the Golden State game versus the Cavaliers. No kidding. They finally, get, they finally get back their third, uh, the third piece
0: there. He's been out for what, like 923 days or something? He's been out so for like
1: two and a half years. Which yeah, fucking wild. It's so wild. That's why it's huge. But the sad thing in this moment is that the fact that ever since Ricky Rubio went down and the Cavaliers went into COVID protocol, they went from thirteen and zero against the spread to now zero and six against the spread. Makes me sad uh, because the Cavaliers I was very high on them, uh, but I stopped betting them just given the re- recent kind of injuries and in COVID list. Um, with COVID taking actually with COVID taking the front front seat in a lot of NBA teams. One betting tip that you guys should look forward when you're betting on the NBA. Now the NBA is getting tricky because there are teams that have four, uh, their starting lineup with their five man roster who are kind of the team that you would take into the playoffs. And then there are teams who are out all their starting players and are putting G league players. Now, because of that, the NBA is assigning double digit spreads on most games. For instance, Milwaukee bucks versus the magic plus minus 14, uh, the 76ers versus the Magics, minus nine and a half. You have just double digit spreads laid out across the board. Um, but not to worry, only because I mean you see it in the NFL, you see it in the NBA. If you have a team with five star, with a five uh, with a lineup of their five starters that would play on a regular season, and they're going up against another team that's all in COVID protocol, you're taking that team nine out of ten out of ten times. Ten out of ten times, and you should even buy some points. Because that's how confident I am that these te- there's no way G League players could cover up against starting team players on NBA teams. So no, for tip, sure. When you next time you place your NBA bet, no matter who you're betting on, as long as the opposing team does not have any starters because they're all due to COVID protocols, take the other team, and you'll see their win by twenty. This is just an example of the Toronto Raptors versus the Spurs. They won one twenty nine to one hundred four, um, and that's because the Spurs had nobody on the floor. So something you guys should look out for going forward while you're betting. Um, On another note, we have just Russell Westbrook, absolutely terrible for the Los Angeles Lakers. But you got got your boy LBJ just coming in and and putting up stats and points, bringing the Lakers back to that kind of top tier in the Western Conference, which is surprising. Uh, You got the 76ers that are another top tier team in the Eastern Conference with Joel Embiid putting everybody on his back. So those are kind of some impressive displays. And I don't want to kind of bore you guys down too much but I'll, I'll let you know i'll let you i'll leave you with this there's four teams right now that are currently riding, riding winning streaks now these are the four teams that you should bet on in the next seven days and this is how you're going to make some money so chicago bulls are currently winning are currently on an eight game winning streak i think it's the longest winning streak that they had since michael jordan played now the bulls are missing caruso they're missing lonzo ball uh, i think caruso injured and ball is out through COVID protocol Most of the time, the books set their spread at minus four or higher. Now, they've been struggling to close out games, and they need last-minute three-pointers by DeRozan to win the games. So take the Chicago Bulls on the money line. Do not touch the spread until they prove they can win games by double digits. They're on an eight-game winning streak. Take them on the money line. If the money line is is lower than minus 200, don't touch them. It's not worth it. But if it's kind of trendy between minus 190 all the way down to minus 110, and maybe plus money. Take them on the money line. They're well worth it. Next, you got the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, these guys are heating up. Six-game winning streak. John Morant's an absolute monster. Take Memphis Grizzlies on the plus money on the plus money money line, and on the spread when they're considered underdogs. They're getting undervalued by the books. I don't know why. Um, when they're kind of kind of going ahead and blowing out teams. Not blowing out teams, but they're competing, and John Moran's playing at an excellent level. They just beat out the Lakers. They just beat out the Cavaliers, and they just have no fear. So ride with them. And then finally, until you see LeBron James get cold, ride with the Los Angeles Lakers. I, did, I bet them yesterday against the Sacramento Kings, minus six and a half favorites, they ended up covering and winning the game by 10 points. LBJ's been on an absolute fire. The Lakers are on a three-game winning streak. So take the Lakers and thank me later. Bulls, Grizzlies, Lakers, parlay them, money line them. You'll be winning some bets next in the next seven days. And that, that that's all I got for you today. <laughs> From
0: an NBA. <laughs> coming back, uh coming back strong though. I like I like a lot of it though, especially the Bulls and I could see it cuz I think even the year that the Bulls had that ridiculous league setting record of like what was it 75 and 4, 76 and 4 or something, what was that re- ridiculous record? I think it's still probably up there with one of the longest on an 8 game streak. So um so let's move on to the marquee matchup. Um we got it's tough to pick them out, but we have to get some games out at least some sort of playoff implications this week because Teams that have clinched, you're going to start seeing it in the NFL right now. Uh, They're going to be sitting their starters. um, And you're going to start seeing some teams, especially that are out of the playoff picture, either trying to play spoiler or they're just kind of doing inventory to see what they got for the future for next season. So, uh, boiling it all down for the marquee matchup, we got uh, Justin Herbert uh, rolling into Las Vegas with the LA Chargers up against uh, Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, It's going to be an interesting game. I think I saw something wild that if the Colts manage to lose in Jacksonville that uh both teams can make the playoffs if they just take a knee 15 times and tie the game or something. I had seen it rolling around and there's like a, there's an actual um I forget what the the bet was. If, I think 100 bucks got you something ridiculous if they did it. I think it was like something like 30,000 bucks or something. Uh, I have to look back into it, but uh it looked pretty pretty cool. Um I highly doubt teams are just going to take a knee uh, even though they're the later game and the Colts are playing earlier in the day, but um let's take a look at some opening lines here um for the uh for the game um charges are the minus two and a half favorites uh there's been no change there um with the spread over under started at uh, 48 and a half uh moved to 49 and a half and on the money line we got the charges at minus 134 moved to minus 155 with the uh, Raiders at um, plus 114 moved to plus 145 underdogs um, it's going to be interesting I mean the Raiders didn't look that great against the Colts uh, Ram uh, the rate um, the Chargers looked really good against Denver I mean they started uh, Drew Locke on their center which I mean whatever at that point uh, the the Broncos haven't been very hot and cold, kind of squeaking out wins. But uh, the, the Chargers beat them convincingly uh, on Sunday. So they're coming in hot. Uh, Raiders are pl- fighting for their playoff lives here too. So it's going to be a really good game. I'm kind of liking the Chargers because just as an all-around team, I think they are the better team. So, I mean, a two-and-a-half a two point spread's not the worst. I mean, even the bets that we're kind of looking at and where the percentage of bets and money are going – are pretty much supporting that they expect this game to go over because obviously Derek Carr is going to have to play out of his mind to kind of keep the uh, Raiders in uh, in the fight and possibly help them get into the playoffs. But uh, I'm really liking the Chargers here, uh, Dylan. Uh, what are you? How are you feeling about this one?
2: Yeah, I like the Chargers too, but uh, minus two and a half. Um, just Justin Herbert has weapons and he can ball too. Uh, he's been a bit of a roller coaster, in him. Uh, you know the Chargers have been a bit of a roller coaster in themselves. But I think uh, in, in a you know crucial spot here, I don't trust uh, Las Vegas, uh, Derek Carr, and the Raiders to take care of business. So I really see uh, you know the Chargers get the victory here and cover the spread, win by a field goal, um, you know, and cement uh, themselves into playoff spot.
0: How do you feel about the uh, the over under set at forty nine and a half, though? Definitely see it going
2: over. It's a primetime game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, yeah, eight thirty. You know, helps both teams are. I I feel like um, the 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 Chargers' offense is what's really going to get flying, and then the Raiders are going to have to kind of counter that in one way or another. So I see it going over as well. I see, but I'm definitely more comfortable with the spread here. Um, in, in this case, because the over/under, you never know sometimes. Um, but from a straight, you know, spread perspective, at two and a half, I'll take the, I'll uh, lay the points on uh, the Chargers here to, to get it done. I like.
0: Yeah, that. I like it too. I really think they'd be the team to to make it. There was too much kind of revolving around the Raiders throughout the year, and. I think they lost someone else to another like DY or something like a defensive player. <laughs> yeah. That's like, yeah, I know this team's just been like an absolute walking controversy uh, from the yeah, get-go. Vegas, uh, yeah, that's it,
1: exactly. <laughs> that's what happens when you uh, move to the desert. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you get bored finding ways finding well, ways to entertain I yourself. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, for real.
0: Um, yeah, no, I'm liking uh, I'm liking the Chargers here. Uh, Jay Herbo and uh, the rest of the uh, the team, I think, they are going to get it done. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to the coin flip. Uh, Dylan, you got the our favorite roller coaster ride: the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Cleveland Browns, and pretty much uh, a game where only really where it matters more so is for Cleveland to kind of see what they're gonna do next year with uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, just kind of doing inventory here on uh, what they got going for the future for the rest of that franchise. So, uh, yeah. break it. Break it and down. It's a weird game. The AFC is still
2: like, you know, the AFC North has been uh, clinched by the Bengals, but the AFC is still uh, open for grabs here. Uh, so, you know, that was a bit of a point, And the, the odds are, the lines are a bit weird. You know, this morning it was the Bengals minus three, and now the Bengals are plus six underdogs. So that, you know, the, one important note to keep in mind is the last week of the NFL – a lot of the starters are going to be benched. You don't really know who's going to be starting. It's a bit of a nightmare from a betting perspective. So you really have to pick and choose the games where it matters or it mm-hmm. means something, such as the one that, you know, Mass selected for the marquee matchup. Um, and this one looks like it's one of those games where it doesn't really matter. The Browns are dumpster, fun. are not making the playoffs. They're seven and nine. They've been eliminated. Baker Mayfield is not starting. Um, that's all I gotta say. Just lay the money on the Bengals because we're gonna keep riding this roller coaster. That, that, that that's all I care about at this point. So
1: minute. wait, you're telling her if yours to take the money line on the plus six ben, the Bengals.
2: Take the take the money line on the no. D- let's no, just, just take just- the Bengals to cover the spread here. The, the the money lines right now it's at plus two fifteen for the Bengals. That probably means Joe Burrow isn't gonna start. Um, Jamar Chase might be sitting out. Some key players
0: are gonna be sitting out that, that's what it means. Um, I see them playing maybe at. maybe the first half, depending how it's going, just to kind of keep them in form, right? I mean, I don't think they're gonna sit their starters outright. Normally, you never do that, even in preseason, yeah. they start players but a, six a
2: spread is aggressive. I mean, for for given the fact that the Browns don't have Baker Mayfield, yeah. you know, like uh you can I wouldn't lay the money line. I would just you know take great value. So you get plus six underdogs, the Bengals. Um, they're playing against a, you know a garbage team in the Browns at this point. Um I can see them
0: winning it somehow. Value. Yeah, I, mean, I, I could see them winning it, but even if they don't start Joe Mixon at running back, Samaj ryan has been fantastic for them. Yeah, so Joe, I guess i Joe gets... has been
2: playing as well, so that, that's a that's a factor right there. Um but I, you know, it's it's more of a lock. Like if you want to lock, and I hate using the word, but if you want to lock, just take a plus six minus one ten. You're not gonna get that any other week in the NFL. No. Um, at the money line, you know, plus two fifteen. Sure, you can s- sprinkle that in a parlay for fun. Um, but if you want to put like you know lay a hundred dollar bet or a fifty dollar bet or you know something that's a bit more meaningful, just take take the Bengals on the spread. Keep keep that roller coaster alive. You know. You don't want to kill it by going overly aggressive and then you know falling off the roller coaster. Exactly. Uh, no,
0: for sure. <laughs> so we'll do that The the, uh, the over-under is looking really low, though. I think it's below 40 points from what I've been yeah.
2: seeing. The over-under is currently at 38, so it's suspiciously low. So you know, do you do you think that, do do you that means a dark some top throw? aren't gonna to be playing or aren't expected to play? Uh, it's, it's almost seems like a bit of a trap to play the over here. That's why I'm just going to – I would avoid playing the overs, the totals. Yeah. In this one. Because if the bookies are setting a game where the Bengals are involved at a 38 points, there's something fishy. I would just avoid it altogether. Yeah. So
1: game. it looks like the same trends happening in the NBA. The books have been setting some fishy lines in the NBA and in yeah. the NFL. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, but uh-huh. the NFL
0: now, it's mostly the last week that I've been seeing some weird... Like, the last two yes, weeks, I've been seeing some weirder stuff. Like, during the year, it hasn't been this bad. Like, I can't remember the last time I've seen an over-under set at, like, below 40. I mean, we've seen 40, 41, 42. But below 40 is...
1: that's It's... I don't know. I, I I have a feeling, at least in the NBA, I think that uh, these teams talk to the books before while they set their lines before it's publicly released. Like, for instance... Utah Jazz versus Denver Nuggets. The, the Jazz are, like, third or second in the East, in the West, and the Nuggets only have Nikola Jokic, and they were only favored by minus three and a half. Like, that's fishy. And then Rudy Gobert was announced out, and they were only favored by minus one. Like, five minutes before the game. So that's what I'm saying. Like, whoever's betting, if you're new to betting, I would suggest maybe to kind of double-check or triple-check that bet because it's getting a little difficult. We don't want you guys to lose money at the or- end of the day, so...
0: Yeah, and if you're not sure, hit us up on social media. We'll answer you guys. We'll, we'll kind of guide you through this, especially the last week of the NFL is a bit trickier and the NBA with what's going on with COVID and stuff and with what you brought up, Nick. I mean, it makes sense. It like, gets a bit weird even for, I mean, I mean, better, like pro betters kind of see it, but I mean, it's still, it's really just sus to kind of be looking at all these kind of like lines kind of coming out. No, it's been sus, like minus minus. Thirty-eight as an over/under makes no sense to me. I mean, even with your worst players on, I mean, I think you could still kind of put up points.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, these guys are professional athletes that are paid to play football. You know I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like thirty-eight points yeah. is a little low. Um, yeah, no. So then you 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 uh, you'd find value in the uh, the spread here for the Bengals at plus six, eh, Dylan? Hundred percent.
2: We could put all the stats aside. Where you know the play is going to be the Bengals, regardless of the fact. Yeah. So we're going to take the bengals to cover the spread here plus six uh and and you know they're gonna they're gonna come it. out uh covering the spread uh, as much of a roller coaster they've been i think they're nine and seven against the spread at this point so they're they're in the positive and that's over the past few weeks yeah um and i see i see them The play in this one is Bengals plus six. Let's 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 roll with that.
0: Let's roll with the Bengals, baby. We keep going. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Let's keep rolling, riding that roller coaster, baby. Um, so next one, um, we got our first homer pick of the uh the podcast right now. Um, I got my uh, Indianapolis Colts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's a tricky one. Uh, they moved this one to a double digit spread. I'm guessing, even after last week, when uh, the Pats absolutely put up 50 points on um, on the Jags, uh, we saw Bill Belichick cracking jokes and making Mac Jones laugh a little. That was a little out of character, uh, for uh, for Big Bill. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's it. So, uh, playoff, playoff implications here for the Colts, obviously. Um, so the Lions kind of opened up at minus... Uh, they opened up as ni- minus nine and a half favorites, and they got shifted to, to 15 and a half points. <laughs> <favorite. laughs> yeah, 15 and a half. I mean, look, we we were kind of freaking out about it last week with uh, the Pats, but I mean, look, anything is possible. And if Jonathan Taylor's still rolling, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, the Jaguars are dumpster fire also out in the uh, AFC South. So, I mean, look... It's is, it's is
2: J-Rob, J-rob out. Is that it? James Robinson? James
0: or? Robinson, yeah. He ruptured ruptures Achilles, I think, week 16. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: So, uh, that, that's huge. I mean, that's
0: but yeah, Carlos like, Hyde replacing him, like yeah.
2: There's a huge, you know, essentially the biggest piece of their team was J-rob, at least uh to give them any shots. So without J Rob or sure Trevor Lawrence doesn't have any anybody to
0: yeah that's the problem right like when you have a good enough running back it kind of helps cushion your rookie quarterback and kind of get the pressure off him by establishing the run but i mean it's going to be tough i mean look even where you're kind of looking at everything the over under i mean the over under set at 40 was set at 44 and a half they moved to a flat 44 so i mean that's that's not so bad as a 38 that we saw in the last matchup we were talking about but i mean 44 it's pretty decent because I think if the Colts come up to a big enough lead, they're going to start resting their starters too. Um, if they're in far enough in the lead to protect everyone for, for the playoffs, 100% I see them starting to sit. Definitely sitting Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz, uh, Honestly, Michael, Michael Pittman.
1: I, I would buy points, bring it down to minus 13.5, and, and I would consider that a lock for this game. Indianapolis Colts, playoff implications. Jacksonville Jaguars. Absolute trash. Yeah, like, but they
0: could still play. They could still play spoiler. I mean, look, we almost lost to them at the beginning of the season. But it took
1: yeah, but it took like a last minute turnover. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. yeah, but week one, everybody's on a higher week one. You're starting the season. NFL just begun post COVID. You know, well, post COVID at the time, um, and now it's yeah. a week seven, week six, 17 Playoff implications. Win. Yeah, but, but the yeah, here's was, what
2: you should do. You shouldn't bet too much week one and you shouldn't bet too much week 18 for the NFL. Yeah. Those are the those are the weeks where you're gonna get you're gonna bring your bankroll back into the red. You you wanna avoid betting <laughs> the NFL for the <laughs> most part, or be very selective in your spots. Yeah. You're there. Because like you said, Mass, like yeah, the Colts can take a you know an establish a lead, but then they can just rest their players. Which coach wouldn't do that if you're making a run for the playoffs and you got a guy like Jonathan? Yeah. Taylor, you know, you're gonna you're gonna arrest him and who cares? You win by seven, the spreads at whatever 14 or 15. They don't give a they don't give a rat's ass about that, right? No, so, for
0: sure. But I mean, at this point, yeah, would the would the would the Jaguars actually be able to put up points to begin with? I mean,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: even in the games, uh, they, even in their surprising wins though, like we saw them beat the Bills, they won nine nothing.
2: Yeah, but that element of removing your player makes it so hard to play the spread. You know, oh for sure, it makes it so hard to play the spread. So that the biggest takeaway, at least a big takeaway for new betters, at least are in the NFL or, or even season betters, you know, people that just like to bet the NFL. Week one and week eighteen is where you're going to lose the most money, or where you have the likelihood of losing the most money. Uh, the most money because week one is very, um, very random. You don't know what's happening. You got to kind of get a feel. And the week 18 is for the reasons we're stating here. Um, it, it's just better to, be, better to be to be careful. And then the week after, you're getting your surefire starters, right? Like, these guys are giving their it 100%. It's the
0: playoffs. It's the it's playoffs. That's what they're game. here for. They're here for the big dance. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. put that as the title of the, of the
1: episode. Week the 1, dance. week 18, stay the fuck away <laughs> from In the NFL. NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Warning. Um, yeah, look, uh, we're just gonna put play this video or this clip on uh, on social media after Dylan's right. How <laughs> are you gonna say that? Dylan, you should have listened to the gold Dylan. Otherwise, yeah, uh, you're Hopefully playing all wrong. I'm already. hoping I'm hoping he's right that the Colts don't cover the spread,
0: but I just really hope that they win at this point because, like, it's I don't want to. That's gonna be miserable if they don't make the playoffs. You can take you can take some good money line parlays here.
2: You know, I, I don't know if there is a lot of value and take. In the Colts, just on the money line? No, oh,
0: no. Yeah. If you take a look at the money line, they're at, like, minus 1,073. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, no. It. Nah, nah. And the, the Jags are at plus 671. So, I mean, if you're – I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. touch it. I yeah. wouldn't – no, no. I mean, we're covering it because, obviously, you're going to get some of the starters at some point, depending yeah. on – this. Game goes because there is playoff implications on the line for one team. First so. half,
2: first half spread bet might make sense here for sure. You really push push the envelope. It could be a good bet. No? Yeah, yeah definitely. Because yeah. they're gonna path.
0: try and get as many points as they can right out the gate, so they could sit everyone else out in the second yeah. half. So yeah,
2: exactly makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's a good bet. Uh, so uh, we'll move on. Uh, that's the coin flip. Uh, <laughs> really digging deep here, trying to find some games for you yeah. guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, let's move on to the dog pound. Uh, our second uh homer Homer selection in this one. Um San Francisco 49ers LA Rams. You got you're covering your Rams again, uh, but you got uh, San Fran as your underdog pick, obviously.
2: Yeah, yeah. This one is the one where there's actually a few implications uh at hand. The line makes a lot of sense. Uh the Rams are favored at a minus four and a half point spread currently. Uh to divisional matchup and between the rams and the 49ers mentioned this in the past and i'll say it again the 49ers have have had the rams number historically kyle shanahan has had his um his number against sean mcveigh when they've played against each other regardless of who's the better team on paper and who's not um 49ers tend to have a bit of an edge against the Rams. the game total here is set at 44.5 um The 49ers are holding on to a wild card spot, wild card spot. Uh, Three of the four NFC West teams are currently in the playoffs, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the, um, the 49ers. So just shows you how dominant that division is. Uh, The Rams are first in the NFC West with a 12 and four record, but the Cardinals are right behind them sitting at an 11 and five record. So, you know, uh, Depending on how things play out, this is still an important game and a game that the Rams want to win here um, to make sure they clinch the, uh, the NFC West here. Um, it's been a bit of a wild no- – it was a wild November for the Rams, but uh, Sean McVay, you know, is on they fire. They managed to get about. through it. They
0: managed to get through it.
2: Yeah, managed to get through it. They're on a five-game winning streak right now. Uh, they're getting – they're peaking right in time for the playoffs. So, you know, that's what, that's what you got to – 100%. You want to see as a Rams fan. And the 49ers have, have been doing well as well. You know, given all of their injury and COVID situations, um, they've won three of their last four. Um
0: keep in mind, there's their Cam Akers is making his debut apparently this Sunday now. Like he apparently was flying around practice, according to Sean McVay. So
2: yeah, yeah, they're they're probably gonna ease him in two for the playoffs, and that's gonna be huge. That, that that's huge. Like now that the Rams are getting their running back situation uh hopefully yeah. settled in as well. And Cam Akers is a huge uh you no know, more
0: Sony, Sony, no more Sony Michelle. Yeah,
1: and OBJ is getting some nice teddies. So
2: OBJ is getting some nice teddies, exactly. And you know he's been a great compliment for Robert Woods, who's been out. You can't fully replace Robert Woods because that guy is an absolute animal. Um, But him and Cooper Cup is having the season of his life. Um, that it fair to
1: say Cooper Cup for MVP or what?
2: In my books, he is. But uh, I think Aaron Rodgers might have. uh
0: Aaron Rodgers, I think, is a lock, man. The alternative press is – they have such a hard-on for for quarterbacks. I, I put it out in a tweet on our accounts this week, too, because we had spoken about it uh, last week without you, Nick. We uh, we were talking about Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup really making a statement for, for MVP, but, I mean, the last time a non-quarterback player won league MVP was 2012 with Adrian Peterson uh, when he was a Minnesota Viking. Ever since well,
1: then, it's been quarterbacks. If the Rams win the if the Rams win the Super Bowl, I don't see why Cooper Cup would not get them. No,
0: I think they awarded before the Super Bowl. It, it's a, it's an award that comes out before the, the season, MVP. Starts. It's yeah, season, season MVP. Yeah, season MVP.
2: So, uh, and you have your playoff MVP as well, and that's typically goes to the, the, the Super Bowl winner and normally the QB. <laughs> typically, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's the normally the QB. Uh, uh, yeah. But wait, that that yeah.
2: one could change a little bit more. But for the for the season at this point, it looks like. From a fantasy perspective, Cooper Cup's the fantasy MVP. Let's not get that wrong. In real life, too, I think he's, he he deserves the MVP, but Aaron Rodgers is going to get it at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's going to be a lock for Aaron Rodgers. As much as we want to see another skill position win it, I can't remember as a wide receiver actually ever won MVP uh, season MVP.
2: Because I, I was no, that, kind of going. Not that I recall of, but it could very well be possible. I'm sure it's happened.
0: Yeah, because I was kind of taking a look. I looked back over the last 20-ish or so years to kind of just see, and it's always been like I've seen quarterback, running back. I I can't remember seeing a a wide receiver on that list somewhere. Maybe might have missed it, but there's always a first for everything. I mean, that would be wild. What would that cash in at, uh, Dylan? I remember we were talking about it. What would – if you had Cooper Cup win uh, league uh, season MVP? Actually, I have that. Right now, it's
2: plus 2,200. So, you know, right now currently right now it's plus 2200. So, $20 will pay you 460 $20. Um but Aaron Rodgers is a minus 400 favorite. So,
1: holy
0: shit. Aaron
2: yeah. Rodgers is uh is pretty It's pretty
0: massive. much a lock
2: a lock at this point. Yeah. This yeah. So going back to the 49ers Rams pick, I think uh the Rams sh- most most likely get the W, but it's going to be a close game here. Um the bet to make is the 49ers to cover the four and a half spread um and pretty confident in that um i follow the nfc west really really closely um for obvious reasons and for the most part the bets that i've placed um have been very profitable uh especially the rams 49ers matchup i don't hesitate to fade the rams not on the money line but on, on the spread and I've already done it this season and it's been uh, profitable. So um, I'm going to stick to that. And I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, either side can win it, but it's going to be a close game. Close enough for it to be, you know, a few points, at least a, t- uh, at least a field goal uh, in in variance. So I th- I'm going to take the 49ers plus four and here. a half. For, I'm you
0: know, liking this. it. I'm liking that one. Yeah. Um that's yeah. good um, uh, that's an ugly game but i mean look after that press conference with mike zimmer uh i'm going uh, chicago bears minnesota vikings uh, especially after the reporters kind of asked mike zimmer uh what he thinks and if they're gonna try out maybe their third string quarterback who's a rookie uh to see what they got uh, under center if uh, they decide to part ways with kirk cousins and whatnot because clearly uh Mannion wasn't wasn't it we saw that uh Last week uh, against the Packers. So, I mean, with that kind of mentality, I expect Minnesota, despite being out of the playoffs, to actually start all their starters anyway. So I'm expecting Dalvin Cook to be there, uh, getting touches. I see Jefferson getting touches. Kirk Cousins. So this should be, could be an interesting game. Chicago's out of the playoff picture, obviously. I got them at the underdog spot, obviously, uh, for this one. Um, but I really do like uh, Chicago here because they're a young team. I mean, their biggest problem right now, I think, is their coach has kind of been holding them back. Uh, So hopefully that changes at some point in the offseason. I think it will. There's been some kind of rumors kind of rumbling around that they're going to be probably parting ways with with their head coach. And, I mean, you're not going to keep starting Andy Dalton uh, under center. I mean, look, Darnell Mooney looked fantastic last week with Andy Dalton under center. But you got to see what you got with your rookie and Justin Fields. Uh, I really do think he's going to get the start here. They're going to start a lot of the younger guys. You're going to see... It's gonna be an interesting game. I kind of like it. I mean, the spread. If we take a look at it, I mean, it's plus five. It opened up at plus five and a half, moved to plus three and a half for for Chicago. Um, I'm kind of. Everyone's kind of got their money on on Minnesota on this one, like, which is understandable after I said that uh, their head coach has that mentality where they don't care what's happening; they're just gonna start everyone. Um, so no, that that's another. You want to talk about a team that's suspect, like. They covered up well. They're an absolute dumpster fire, but they covered up well because you got great players like Justin Jefferson, you got da- Dalvin Cook, but my God, that team, Minnesota, I see them going through maybe some changes. If not, I really think they're doomed. They're going to be wasting Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook's best years. They're, gonna put, they're just going to waste these guys, and it's going to be unfortunate. Um, Chicago is also pl- uh, at plus 170 on the money line. I mean, look, a lot of the the bets and the money are really heading the way of Minnesota for obvious reasons because of Chicago. But I think Chicago could kind of keep this one close. I mean, a lot of Minnesota games tend to be close anyway. Uh, we've seen it all year. So I, I plus three and a half underdogs here. I could see Chicago keeping it to within a field goal, if not less, depending what happens. Um, so I, I'm rolling with Chicago here. Uh, I like it. I mean... We'll see what happens come Sunday, especially if they're going to keep all their starters on the field, in Minnesota, even though they don't really need to. Mm-hmm. Like, God forbid, Dalvin Cook's already got banged up a couple of times yeah. this year. Yeah. The last thing you do is you want him to have some serious, actual, serious injury going into the offseason when he's pretty much a centerpiece of your, your, your offense. Um, you know, you already lost lost Adam Thielen like for a while too with his injury. They had him on IR. Do you really, really, really wanna have uh dalvin cook go down especially a running back where their shelf life in general is kind of short as is uh when it comes to uh i think they're gonna limit dalvin oh, Cook's usage man. i is hope it- so i mean look alex, alex madison kind of comes in and covers well but i think chicago can kind of cover the spread here um yeah, i like it it's gonna be a low scoring game regardless so uh let's let's roll with chicago there um let's move into our uh prop me up segment. Dylan kind of liking this one. Um, you got uh Josh Allen over in passing yards.
2: Yeah, I want to see Josh Allen uh kind of come out with an explosion to close out the season. Uh they're playing in Buffalo when they when the Bills play in Buffalo against an inferior team, like the Jets with a dead last in defense. Um mm-hmm. they tend to really you know, give them a beating. So I really see Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, um, you know, and company just uh, just hammer at uh, hammer away at the um, the Jets and come in come into the playoffs with some solid momentum. So the passing yards is, I believe, at 250 passing yards. Um, the last time Josh Allen played the New York Jets, um, he had 366 passing yards back in week 10. So we blew that by, you know, over a hundred passing yards over the past two games, the jets have allowed over 280 passing yards and the passing yards is set at two hundred and fifty. There's a man that can take care of that, that number and uh, really blow it over. It's Josh Allen for sure. Um, They're playing in Buffalo. They're playing against the jets who have nothing to, nothing to gain, nothing to lose at this point. Um, Basically. And uh, I'm gonna stick to that player prop. Keep it, uh, keep
0: keep it simple to close out week 18. And uh, you could definitely get it done within the first half too if they decide to sit him after two, just to be safe. Exactly. So, I mean, exactly. it's
2: it's easy enough. That's it. That's it. So yeah, that's my player prop for uh, for the week. Caveat uh, or at least uh, you know, disclaimer. Be careful about yeah. <laughs> the whole benching situation just makes things uh all. Oh, A
0: little weird. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, I'm going to keep rolling with running backs against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I'm going with Austin Eckler. Um, they're obviously going to get the volume regardless because obviously playoff implications in this case. So you're not going to be really worried unless the game really gets out of hand um, and the, the Chargers come out gunning right out the gate here or Derek Carr absolutely shits the bed um so i'm going austin eckler over 59 and a half rushing yards plus a touchdown uh, i mean last week they let john i mean it's also jonathan taylor but i mean they're 14th in most rushing yards allowed they're, they're probably moved up to third after last week with the touchdown jonathan taylor scored in uh most rushing yards allowed from scrimmage uh, he added an extra yard an extra one there to make it 21 total on the season from uh, 20 so uh, I like Austin Eckler. I mean he's he's, hes he's averaging about almost 60 plus yards a game anyway uh on the ground so um I'm seeing the volume there obviously because it is the last week, but since they do have a lot on the line here to make the playoffs and probably get better seating uh, i could I see Austin Eckler getting the volume um so I mean you want something easy here, not super risky and and feasible just through sheer volume and because they're going up against the really bad Raiders uh run defense. I could see Austin Eckler going over uh, 59 and a half rushing yards and a and a touchdown. Uh I'd probably just go anytime touchdown versus a rushing touchdown because he's a dual threat weapon. So go you could go either way here. I mean same game parlay.
2: Nice correlated same game parlay.
0: Yeah. So um we'll roll with that. Uh I'm liking it. And uh, I do think uh, it's going to be an exciting game to watch. I'm going to be hopefully not stressing watching this game at 8:30 on Sunday if the Colts have a decent enough uh, outing against uh, Jacksonville, which for all intents and purposes is looking like the right thing here. But I mean, I've been let down by teams before.
2: Yeah, this is <laughs> a couple of <laughs> you know, games
0: on Saturday too. The Cowboys. Yeah, but yeah. they f- they fucked up. They mishandled that scheduling so badly. The NFL like. You have Saturday football and you put two games that have like no playoff implications whatsoever. Like you could have yeah, cashed in good. a lot better there by putting in like put in the Raiders and and uh, the Chargers because there's playoff yeah. implications. Put the Chiefs the Broncos, nobody gives a no one's gonna care. No one's gonna uh, start for the uh, Chiefs. Cowboys,
2: Eagles, okay. Yeah, not really too
0: No, the right Cowboys, right. Eagles, what's good is it might kind of give us a I think they might be playing the Eagles in the wild card, the way things are standing right now. So yeah. it could kind of give us a preview to what to expect against those two teams. And I mean, we saw it at the beginning of the season, the Cowboys lit them up and it's been pretty much, much of the same. So I, I don't see the Cowboys really dropping the ball in the wild card, but we'll worry about that next week uh, when we do our playoff primer for the wild card. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of go over it again, Austin Eckler over 59 and a half rushing yards and, uh, and a touchdown. Um, Nick, what do you got for us in terms of player props for the NBA?
1: Oh, I got your boys a little gem. Um, Boston Celtics have not been playing good this year. Uh, Below expectations, just like I said at the beginning of the season. But one player that has really, really picked it up lately and some player you could count on and bet your money on is Mm Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is, is becoming a superstar before. He's already a superstar, but he's getting to that next level right now. Jason Tatum was out for COVID protocols. He just got back from COVID protocols, and he hasn't been playing too good this season. But if you look at Jalen Brown's recent performances, I mean, this guy, the coach is trusting him so much. He's getting, he's averaging 37 minutes per game on the court, uh, which means he's getting that tons of volume. And the player prop that I want to give you is take Jalen Brown on the over 30.5 points and rebounds. reason why I'm saying that is because in games alone, he's putting up an average of 25 points, and a minimum of six rebounds. So, you don't want to take either or because there are some games where he gets 24 points and it goes under the player prop, player point prop, and there are and on that same game he gets 11 rebounds. Um, so that's where you kind of want to favor yourself, and because he has the volume, he's gaining the points. The coach is allowing him to take like shots. For instance, he's taking an average of six three pointers a game. Like people that do that is Steph Curry. Steph Curry takes an average of six point six uh six three pointers a game or more. So for the coach to give him that much trust just means that Jalen Brown has the green light to go ahead, do kind of do whatever he wants on the team. That means he's gained the volume, he's gaining the minutes, and he's expected to get the points and the rebounds because he's continued to deliver. So take Jalen Brown over thirty point five points and rebounds going forward. And that's uh that's my I, I like it. That. I like
0: it a lot, Nick. I really do um i'm gonna be obviously tuning into a lot more basketball now as there's less nfl to watch so uh it's gonna be good to kind of maybe get some parlays there and uh i fortunately have access to the bat line to the nba oracle so i can always uh, (laughs) uh yeah yeah i mean the bat line could be anyone's just you know guys hit us up on uh everything you see here at the bottom of the screen as always you can find us on uh instagram twitter tiktok and uh and youtube for, for the, the video playback of our podcast. Uh, we're at the daily stakes across the board. Um, obviously, capital T, capital D, capital S. Um, anything else you guys want to plug in right now and what's going on? Uh, any more exciting news to kind of get our listeners uh, up to speed with?
1: The only thing I would say is just bet responsibly. Uh, <laughs> bet responsibly. You don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Um, and if you guys have any questions, your boys at the Daily case got you covered. Available twenty four seven on social media, we'll hook you up. We'll answer all your questions, and we'll make sure uh, you're kind of aware of what's going on before you place your next bet.
2: Yeah, yeah be we well, Careful with uh, week eighteen NFL betting. <laughs>
1: big
0: uh, one of those trap weeks, the same way as week one in the NFL. So, uh, guys, happy betting, happy sports watching for the for the NFL, obviously, and the rest of the NBA uh, week. We'll get back to you next week. Take care from uh, from the rest of us here at The Daily Stakes. I'm your host, Massimo Riccio. Got our NBA Oracle, Nick and Dylan. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care.
1: Take it easy, boys.